We've all been there. You're standing in a museum, staring at a painting, and all you can think is, I don't get it. To me, knowing the story behind an artwork is a huge part of knowing how to look at it. I'm Amanda, the host of the Art of History podcast, where we view history through the lens of some really great works of art. Each episode, we dive deep into the bigger picture behind some familiar and maybe not so familiar pieces. Check out Art of History now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Culture Kids. Welcome to our show. We are a family podcast empowering a generation of kind and innovative citizens of the world. Join us today as we explore the beautiful country of Germany with Donkhaus German American Cultural Center. My name is Asher and I'm your host along with my mom, Kristen. Hi. Today we have a special birthday celebration. We want to wish Nicholas Kim from Brooklyn a happy birthday. Nicholas wants to visit Cuba someday. Whoa! Whoa, I've never been there. Happy birthday, Nicholas. We hope all your dreams come true. Groovy, man. We have one more birthday shout out to Carrie from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Carrie is turning six years old and wants to travel to Greece someday. Happy birthday, Carrie. Germany is a fascinating European country with diverse landscapes, from the snowy Alps in the south to the flat plains in the north. It sits in the heart of Europe and shares borders with nine countries. That's a lot of countries. Yes, Germany is very diverse depending on the location and region. Different parts of the country have their own unique cultures, dialects, foods, and even traditions, making it feel like you're visiting different countries within one. And today, we have Karina, who is the Language Program Director at Donkhaus German American Cultural Center. Welcome to our show, Miss Karina. Hey, Culture Kids. Hey, Asher. Hey, Kristen. How are you? My name is Karina, or in German we say Karina. I am the director of the language program here. Whoa. We are a cultural community center, so that means we are there for everyone. We have three different departments where we have an adult school, a, a kids school, and then a whole weekday kinder Schule. And we teach everything from absolute beginners to proficient, anything you want. Donkhaus's mission is to preserve and promote German culture, heritage, and language through maintaining a center. And they even have a museum, art gallery, library, and as Karina mentioned, a language school. Fancy. Sounds like they do a lot of cool things like events and organize cool things for the community to get together. Exactly. Are you from Germany? Were you born there? I was born in America. So I grew up in Germany in the north, but I'm all the way from the north, almost in Denmark. And I grew up there, went over as an au pair to America, went back and then came back here. A pair? What's that? Hmm. Pair like a partner? Oh. Or pair like a fruit? <laughs> 
It's when a person from one country goes to live with a family in another country for a while. They help the family with things like babysitting, light chores, or even helping kids learn a new language. Mm-hmm. In return, the au pair gets a chance to experience a new culture, learn a different language, and make new friends. Oh, sounds fun! I want to do this someday. Asher's grandfather lived in Germany for a few years. He was in the south. Got it. But Maskrina is from North Germany. Are the two areas very different or the same? That's a good question. There's a big difference between us. It's not. It's not the same. We're all one country, but it's not the same. Like how every city in America is so different. Hmm, I see. Mm-hmm. And you hear it in the language a little bit, so it's not as monolithic as people think. Thank you for clarifying that. Germany has many regions, all with different characteristics and a culture of its own. Oh yeah. It's just like how in America, all 50 states have their own unique culture and food. Yep. If you go south, you'll have more pronounced falls and springs and summers and winters. We have the Alps. The wind comes in or the snow comes in. They have a lot of that kind of weather and hot summers, and they have snow in the winter. So all four seasons, lots of changes in the weather, from cold to chilly to hot and extra hot. The further north you get, Germany has the Baltic Sea and then the North Sea on their side. So the further you get, the more different it gets because the summers are a little cooler because of all the water. But then the winters are a little warmer. Yes, as Karina mentioned, North Germany has a maritime climate, which means it keeps the temperatures comfortable. So it's not too chilly in the winter or too hot in the summer. Maritime climate is what we have here in coastal Los Angeles. It means the weather is not too hot or too cold because the sea helps keep things just right, like a cozy blanket. Each region in Germany sounds very different. Do they speak different languages to each other? Every region has historically um, some sort of dialect or even like the Plattdeutsch language. So everybody learns High German. This is a direct translation from the German words Hochdeutsch. Oh no. Wait, what's the difference between a language and the dialect? Well, great question, Asher. Think of a language as a big umbrella that covers different ways of speaking. Under this umbrella, you have smaller groups called dialects. These dialects are unique flavors of the language with their own special words and sounds, often spoken in different areas or communities. So in Germany, they have different dialects depending on the locations the person is from. And as Karina explained, High German is the main official language that most people use. Could you share some different dialects people in Germany use? So in the north, since I'm from the north again, uh, we have a second language that's called Plattdeutsch. 
flat German. So we have high German, flat German, that's how we distinguish in, in the German language. Up in the north, we also have what's called Friesisch. Since we had a lot of islands, that kind of language developed there too. And it's it's a dialect, it's not a real language. But those people who speak, speak Friesisch, I have trouble understanding them. So I have to ask them, hey, go a little slower, and then maybe I can understand you. And then you go into the different regions, like the Bavarians. If you meet a Bavarian from the Alps who has lived in a smaller village, and he starts talking in Bavarian dialect, I cannot understand. Sometimes accents and dialects can make the language sound quite different. So even though it's the same language, it might make it difficult for people to understand each other in the beginning. And that's okay. But you can ask them to clarify politely. Oh, you can ask them to speak slower. Yup, it's so fascinating to hear how people speak differently based on where they're from or where they might have lived. And they actually take these dialects in universities now. So they study it, they want to keep it alive and understand better where is it coming from? How does it influence our language today? Because language is so flexible and there are new words and where are they coming from and why? So it's really, really interesting to have all these dialects in the different regions because they really influence the German too. It's like they're telling a story about who they are based on how they speak. Right on! I've never been to Germany before. I would love to visit someday. Which region should we visit? If you have a few favorite places from childhood you would like to recommend, what would they be? So what I would say is the Berliner Mauer, so the Berlin Wall gotta go there because it's just it's just such a big piece of our history so if you're looking for something modern and lots to do like music and concerts then go to berlin berlin which is germany's capital is a vibrant and historically rich city that has played an important part in shaping europe's political and cultural landscape today berlin is a hub of art music innovation and unity bringing people from all over the world and then the Alps go there in the summer, in the winter. It's really, really good. <sighs> it's really pretty. And you can go hike in the summer, take your, your bike too. So they're doing more bike paths too. So you can use that. And then of course, in the um, winter, you can go ski. Like Frozen, Elsa's Castle. Yay, yay. That sounds so fun. And then I always throw out the Wattenmeer, which is up where I live. Um, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Wow. So the tide is so strong there that you can actually walk on the on the seafloor for quite a while to some of the closer islands. Wow, groovy, man. You dig for mussels and then you can get, you know, a hot cocoa there and then take a ferry back because the water has come back. And then go to the mountains too. You can do so many things there, going outdoors, just hiking and biking. And you can also find lakes there. There are plenty of lakes down there in the, in the south. So the different regions in Germany each have their own unique outdoor adventure. Ta-da! In the south, you have the Alps, and you could ski and see cozy fairy tale villages with lakes. Central Germany is located in the heart of the country and characterized by rolling hills, forests, and a mix of historical cities and towns. 
Wow. And Miss Karina, we also have to ask about the Christmas markets in Germany. <laughs> I've never been before, but from what I hear from friends that live in Germany, it's quite a sight to see every year. Christmas market? <laughs> like there are markets during Christmas? Sounds festive. Christkindlmarkt, which is our uh, Christmas uh, market in every little city. And every big city has it, and it's really the lights are out. It's it's very gemütlich. So that's what I would say that every city in Germany has. And it usually runs um, beginning of December and then through Christmas the 24th. Ho ho ho! So of course, we can't talk about Germany without talking about the delicious food and desserts. Could you share some of your favorites? So you have the traditional schnitzel, potatoes with everything, brown gravy is a, is a big highlight. Schnitzel! I don't think I've had that before. Could you tell us what it is? So schnitzel, you have a flat piece of meat and then you put eggs and flour and spices around it and then you fry it and then it's just delicious oh i like fried stuff that kind of sounds like tonkatsu oh yeah we eat that at home similar method of cooking for sure but different in taste as tonkatsu comes from japan so for for me when i go home um to my parents i tell them mom I really want matias. And matias is fresh potatoes. So you, you boil them with the skin on, and then afterwards you take the skin off. And then you put a sauce of herring and cream and yogurt, and it's really, really good, and some spices in there. And that's cold, and you put it on the hot potatoes, and it's really good. But then if I were to go to the south, I definitely would go for a schnitzel. That does sound really yummy. Northern German cuisine is often influenced by the coastal location. So you'll find more seafood and fish dishes. They also enjoy hearty soups and foods made with potatoes. And in Southern Germany, the food is more known for meat dishes, like sausages and pork. Oink, oink. They have a strong tradition of hearty and rich food. I like seafood. So I want to visit Northern Germany. So while both regions have their own unique and delicious foods, the types of dishes and flavors can vary quite a bit between the North and the South. Oh, we have to ask about desserts, of course. What kind of desserts do kids like there? I like all sweets from every country. <laughs> so German kids, they do love Kaiserschmarrn, which is sort of like a pancake, but very sweet. And then you put a little bit extra um, confectionery sugar over it. It's really, really good. Pancakes for dessert. That sounds perfect. I love pancakes. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you have pudding. So usually chocolate pudding with vanilla sauce. Oh, so good. So you have the cold chocolate pudding and you put hot vanilla sauce over it. Ooh. Oh, wow. But before you go, 
Can you teach us a couple words in German? In high German. So one word the Germans use a lot is genau. Genau means exactly. That's it. Right on. Spot on. Should we try and sing that? Genau. genau. Good job. So that's that's one of them. And then the other, das ist Quatsch. Das ist Quatsch. It just means that's silly. Das ist Quatsch. Das ist silly. Quatsch. Silly, silly, silly. Excellent. Well, thank you for being here with us today, Karina. Do you have anything else you'd like to share for our listeners and their grown-ups? This is for their grown-ups. Um, if you want to visit us, we're in Lincoln Square in Chicago, just off the brown line. And you can also visit us on our website at dunkhouse.com, D-A-N-K-H-A-U-S, Dunkhouse. And then also follow us on Instagram or Facebook with the handle Dunkhouse Kinderschule. That's for the kids, our kids' school. Thanks for having me, Culture Kids. It was really nice here. Tschüss, bis zum nächsten Mal. Thank you! That was so fun. I hope I could visit Germany someday and visit the Alps and visit the Christmas market in the winter. Yes! Me too. My dream is to visit all the different regions and try the diverse dishes each area has to offer. Mommy always wants to try new foods. <laughs> well, we are just scratching the surface about learning the different regions in Germany, and I think we can go on forever. The country is so diverse, full of different cultures, and lots of fun activities. And to our friends listening, would you want to visit a Christmas market like Asher wants to? Or perhaps you want to explore the mountains and the beautiful lakes? Hmm. Whatever it is, we hope you let your imagination run wild and stay curious about learning more about the different regions of Germany. never end our episode without some jokes. Mommy, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. What do you call a bear that's stuck in the rain? What? A drizzly bear. You get it, right? Drizzly rain. Grizzly bear. Drizzly grizzly. <laughs> I get it. All right. What do you got? How does a penguin build its house? How? It glues it. <laughs> because it glue, it glues. That was a good one. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of Culture Kids Podcast. And grown-ups, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Instagram page at Culture Kids Media. And we always want to help you celebrate your child's birthday. So feel free to email us at hello at culturekidsmedia.com. Once again, that's hello at culturekidsmedia.com. We have lots of fun episodes coming up. So stay tuned. Bye-bye. Stay tuned for more next time. See you later, alligator. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. 
That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.